First off, before anything, so you saw the Fast 9 trailer, though? Yeah. I know it's just a trailer, but it looks better than the 8th movie. The trailer was better than the 8th movie? <laughs> no. Okay, but John Cena coming into it is kind of amazing, isn't it? We were saying it's going to be really hard for Vin Diesel to win when you can't see the bad guy. I wish I had a cricket. I'm going to put a cricket sound effect in there. That's what I'm going to do for that one. Welcome to... What is this one called? What do we call the podcast now? I think we need to record more often. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. Matt. That His name is Matt. Today we also have Dylan in the studio, but he doesn't have a mic. And I actually I came up with this. He's my SOB. He's my significant other's brother. <laughs> I thought of that because no one's used SOB all in a, as an acronym like that. I'm going to keep that from <laughs> And uh, Bruce, who usually adds to the podcast with his fingernails clacking around, is actually just chilling out on Dylan's lap, so it might be a good thing that we have him here. So today we are doing our Best of 2019 podcast, which pretty much uh, Matt and I made a list of our and ranked our favorite movies of 2019. So they had to have come out in 2019, even if we saw it in the beginning of 2020. We put it on the list as long as it said 2019. So I believe we have a top 10, but we're going to kind of start with some honorable mentions. And personally, there was a lot of movies that came out, like a wide variety of movies that came out in 2019. And honestly, it's kind of impossible for me to rank them and choose what's my favorite. So I kind of just went with kind of like gut feeling just how they made me feel when I saw the movie and what I thought about them when I saw the movie. And there's probably a lot of recency bias in mine. I don't know about you. I My number one is far and above all the, the other the ones. The best ones. It's, it's my absolute sure. favorite. <clears throat> Two through ten, I could probably take in any order. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I might shock you with one of the ones that's not in my top ten. But honestly, I, I just... I still kind of feel like this whole thing could just be shuffled around completely. But right. but I agree with you that my number one and my number two are definitely my top, my favorite ones from the year. Maybe even my number three. But. I'm looking at my list. My list ended up with 34 movies on it. <laughs> I'm sure I saw more than that throughout the year. but Ones from 2019, I think I only saw like 15 movies from 2019. Really? But I watched a ton of movies. They were just, I watched all their movies. Right. And there was only three that I disliked. Hmm. Those being Dark Phoenix, Hmm. which was an absolute mess. Ugh. Uh, The Lion King, which try as it might, it just... I mean, that's one of your favorite movies from childhood was <laughs> The Lion King. I know that. Um, and then El Camino, a Breaking Bad okay. story. I never finished Breaking number Bad. Number 32. Um, Wait, did you rank all 32 movies? Yeah. 34. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I did leave some of my 2019 off 
I'll say the one movie, which I just didn't see as many as you. I think I saw like 14. I need to get the Regal Unlimited thing because it really stops me. Not a sponsor. They aren't a sponsor, but if they want to be a sponsor, (laughs) just email us. We don't have an email address yet. We don't have an email address and we haven't released any of these episodes yet. But if you'd like to sponsor us sitting around in a room talking about movies to each (laughs) other. I don't. I would do it. Um. The only movie that I can think of that I that I really didn't like and it was really disappointing to me that I didn't like it was actually The Lighthouse um, with Willem Dafoe and I've Robert Pattinson. I've seen one scene from it. And the thing is, a lot of it, the technical aspects of it were like incredible. And I liked a lot of what they were doing. It just did not gel with me. And mm-hmm. it, it sucks. I really looked forward to that. Um, the acting was great though, but yeah, it's not on my list. I figure we should just start with, I guess, our honorable mentions. I only have two that aren't in the top 10 because I have a total of 12 movies ranked because mm-hmm. I just didn't put all the movies in. I'll do my my 11 through 15 for our honorable mentions. Okay, sure. You can start first Go ahead. because I only have two. Okay. Number 15 was Uncut Gems. Really? Yeah. Um, super, super intense. Yeah. Um, what was working against it was that it was so off the wall. Um, in one of my top 10, I have off the wall as a good thing. Oh, but okay. This one, I feel like it kind of worked against it because it was kind of all over the place to the extent of messy. Mm-hmm. You know what I, you know what I mean? Um, I will <clears throat> say, but Adam Sandler was great. Sorry. Is it part of your top 10? It's part of my top 10. <laughs> okay. So we'll talk about it later. <clears throat> um, number 14 was marriage story. Okay. Um, <laughs> Really, really great. Is it in your top ten? Okay. (laughs) Number thirteen was Jojo Rabbit. I didn't see it. I wanted to. I wanted to. I now I wish it was in my top ten though. (laughs) (laughs) The more I think about it, the more I feel like it should be in my top ten. But I don't know what it replaces. I don't know Mm. what I would have to take out. Yeah. Um number twelve is Hustlers. Okay. Um which is probably in your top 10. It's, yeah. <laughs> and number 11 was fighting with my family. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> is that just like when you call home? So it's it's about Paige, who yeah. is a WWE She wrestler. is actually. I mean, not anymore. She uh, had to retire because of a neck injury. But that's yeah, it's kind of her story. It's all true story. And it's yeah. really, really well put together. A lot of really good actors in it. Um, the girl that plays Paige was nominated for an Oscar for Little Women. Really? Florence Pugh. Oh my god, she's in fucking everything. She was in Midsummer. <laughs> yep, yep. And she's Black Widow's sister in Black Widow coming yeah, out. Yeah, Grey Widow. Is that what she is? Widow is their last name, right? Oh god. Okay, so what number are you on? That was 11. That was 15 through 11. Oh, okay. My uh, number 12 is Midsummer. Never saw it. Midsummer was really good. I I, Look, I looked hot. This is <laughs> this is where the like in heat, right? Midsummer. Midsummer. I feel like this is where like the recency bias is like coming into effect because I feel like it would be part of my top ten if I saw it more recently, but I saw it a long time ago, um, and I just it's so it's just as unsettling and stressful as Hereditary, maybe even more so. In a, in a sense um and one of my favorite movie going experiences because of two really old women when it ended just saying 
how stupid <laughs> when it ended. What a dumb movie. And then um, with something that even shocked me, and I, I have to stress that it's not because I didn't like the movie, because I loved Midsummer. Somehow, pushed out of my top ten, <laughs> number eleven is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> And I, I think it's because I just wanted to put in some movies that just made me happy. And I just loved the experience of seeing it. And so that kind of put them over movies that I would say are just great movies. So at this point, I feel like we're not going to have as much overlap as expected. I, I genuinely 10. didn't think so um, either. And I'm going to dislike your top 10. I feel oh like yeah, we're gonna argue today. I, I don't think we necessarily <laughs> need to argue though, because what I was saying is like I didn't pick necessarily what I think were the best. No, movies. we're gonna argue. I'm gonna hold it personally against you for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and that's exactly, we may not speak. I'll ex- still talk to Dylan. That's an exact thing that you should not do in this situation. I'm sorry, you should not do that. Do what? <laughs> Take it personally. <laughs> Oh, my God. But if you don't like what I like, it's a personal attack at me. <laughs> yes. I need everyone to know that this is sar- sarcasm. I almost said satire. No, no. It's how the government works. <laughs> no, shut up. This is sarcasm and satire, and he does not believe this. No, I got happy tires. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I just realized that I didn't, I didn't rank Little Women. I so didn't see I've Little seen Women. 35 movies. He's and got Little a Women, little woman. <laughs> little Women probably would end up in that 11 to 15 yeah. range. I loved Little Women. Mm. More of a fan of big women like Brienne of Tarth. Telling Kristen you said that. <laughs> Is the big woman still here? We can cut this out. All right. So then. So what's your number 10? My number 10 is Hustlers. Okay. And it was out of your top 10. There were parts of the movie that I would kind of put that kind of took it down to a little bit of negative. Like, to be honest, I felt some of the acting was a little shaky. Um, I thought J-Lo was very good. J-Lo was good. And what's her name? Constance Wu? Is she the main character? I think that's her name. Okay, so Constance Wu, I felt like, was a little bit like in some scenes she was great. And in some scenes, I felt like she was like a little bit like flat. But I also feel like her character was kind of like... A very general kind of character she didn't like have a ton to do in some scenes mm-hmm. um so i don't necessarily like hold that against her i know she's a good actress because i saw her in crazy rich asians <laughs> and i loved her in there but that being said i liked how a lot of the scenes they like edited it in unique ways and they did unique things with the filmmaking like i guess the technical stuff about it like i liked that one scene where um the whole scene took place on the bug that was like on their body that, that was, was like cool. recorded. That was really cool. Um, and that's just one example. I liked the pole dancing cause Kristen pole dances and everything. I'm, I'm sure you did. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, that's my number 10. I just thought it was an interesting movie that was more unique than, and funny than I expected it to be. It was a cool take on a crime thriller. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. my number 10 was the Irishman. I didn't see The Irishman, man. You suck at this. I'm terrible. There's so many movies that I'm sure would be in the top 10 had I seen them. <laughs> That's one of those ones where it's like I need to sit down and and block out half a day what to watch it. It was only three and a half hours. There was, 
it was a joke at the Oscars, I think, that they said, like, Martin Scorsese, I loved the first season of The Irishman yeah, or something. Yeah. Or, like, I'm only halfway through the first season. That's how it feels. Yeah, and, and it is. It's really long. And it's... I've heard the pacing is great, though. I've heard that it doesn't really feel like it's three and a half hours. No, it... it... It's long. It does feel yeah. long. It's it's hard to sit through three and a half hours of anything yeah. and it not feel long. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything in it did feel necessary. You know, it's a story that takes place over years and years and years and years right. and years, decades. Um, so it took place over decades. Um, so there was a lot of story to compress into uh, the one movie. Um, that being said, you sat there watching it going, God, it's... Scorsese is doing Scorsese things. Um, and it was right there in line with like Goodfellas or Casino or you know. Was the acting like the acting great. was phenomenal. Joe Pesci, I thought should have won the Oscar. Mm. No problems with Brad Pitt. I'm sure we'll talk about no. uh uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um later. Um but Joe Pesci Pesci I feel like should have won. I think we should make a shirt that says Scorsese doing Scorsese things. I'm down. Okay. Okay. Um, Any sponsors listening, uh, <laughs> we, please donate. That's the kind of merch that we're going to be moving forward with, so uh, if that's what you like. Yep. Available summer of 2024. <laughs> so uh, my number nine is Marriage Story, actually. Um, I was in the mood for a movie that would make me sad when I watched it. Well, you found one. Yeah. <laughs> and I just... the. The story somehow felt very real and very, like, unreal at the same time to me. And I loved, I mean, the acting pretty much just is what pushed it above everything else. Mm -hmm. I just, Adam Driver is one of my favorite actors right now. Mm -hmm. And him and Scarlett Johansson just destroyed it in that movie. And so pretty much, like, and Laura Dern. And Alan Alda and Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. Like, the mm-hmm. cast was incredible. Mm-hmm. Everyone was great. Yep. And I, I just, that's just the acting on its own is yeah. what elevated it to my number nine. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, the story was very, very minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the emotion in the performances that mm-hmm. did, you know, drive it forward and make it so impactful. Yeah. Um, Turned it off, and uh, my beautiful, sweet, loving wife, Carrie, um, looks over with tears in her eyes and is like, please don't ever get divorced. (laughs) Please don't get divorced. It's like, we're the ones married. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I going to divorce? Or don't divorce me, whatever she said. Well, I loved the way that, I guess, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Marriage Story, they get divorced. No, I'm just kidding. But they had that thing with the letters that they wrote for each other. And the whole movie, I was thinking, wow, like, I felt like I would have cried at some point in the movie. And then when he's reading the letter to his son, mm-hmm. I lost it. Yep. It was it. And yep. I mean, I feel like that's where you're quote unquote supposed to lose it. But mm-hmm. it just hit me harder than I expected it to. Yep. Especially being someone whose parents are in a loving relationship. <laughs> like, I don't even know what it would be like. But um, yeah, what's your number nine? My number nine was... Detective Pikachu. God, we need to watch Detective Pikachu, Dylan. Have you not seen it? I have it. <laughs> yeah. You gave it to me to watch. <sighs> it's God. so much better than it has any right to yeah, be. Yeah, I got us. Um, I'll, I'll, 
Yeah, I know. Tell I, me what I you want. I won't spoil anything. Tell me what you want. No, no, no. no. It's a great... It's a really great mystery hmm. with twists and turns that at the end of it, you're like, oh, I should have seen that coming, but you don't. Uh, it kept the spirit of Pokemon intact. Like you watch the old show or the old movies from when we were kids. And um, this movie is about a lot of the same, you know, greatness is within you and blah, 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 all that, you know, BS. <laughs> <laughs> all that bullshit. But without it being the same... Well, I'm gonna go and catch Pokemon and train them and fight yeah. them and and it was just it was just something different that I highly recommend. That was number nine. Like Detective you said, Pikachu. that was way better than it needed to be. <laughs> and then what blew my mind is I read and I just wanted to look it up just to make sure Detective Pikachu was shot on film. It was not shot digitally. It shows that I'm telling you, it's way better than it has any right to be. Crazy. The cinematography is fantastic. The visual effects are great. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Pokemon have that. It doesn't necessarily look to them, right? not necessarily to like Lion King levels. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <laughs> they look realistic. Oh god! This is what a Mister Mime would look like if a Mister Mime was real. We were gonna we're planning to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine tonight, but you're really pushing me to watch I Detective Pikachu. Highly recommend you watch oh, that tonight. Man. Okay, I'll I'll think about that. So my number eight is Uncut Gems. Okay. And when I showed the list to Kristen, it was actually higher and it's been bumped down a bit. <laughs> right. And she was like, wow, you really liked Uncut Gems. And I was like, I don't know why. She was like, yeah, because you were like complaining about it. Like after you <laughs> saw it, I was like, I know. And I think that's why I liked it. Right. Like, it was so like frenetic and like loud. And, and like you were talking about, the all over the place-ness mm-hmm. is what I liked. The, uh. Like... All the dialogue was just constantly all on top of each other well, and like that, crazy. I'm okay with that. Like the dialogue didn't bother me at all. It was the schemes and all the money going everywhere and he, he's over here at a jewelry store getting beat up and then yes. the next scene he's at a kid's play and then the next scene he's at a He's naked in a trunk. He's at a Passover dinner yes. or something like it was wild. <laughs> it, and 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 uh, that's another one that just like Marriage Story, it's partially just Adam Sandler's performance. Oh, for sure. Just like also, ugh. I really genuinely like The Weekend, mm-hmm. and I didn't appreciate him being uh, um, portrayed as yeah. like a scumbag. Yeah, <laughs> he was fine with it. He's Canadian. He was fine with it. <laughs> he did it, but I just. The movie, I mean, that was one of those movies where you see the trailer and you're like, what the fuck is this movie? And then you see the movie and you're kind of still left thinking Yeah, and you that. walk out and you're like, what the fuck was that movie? Yes. And so it just, I think that of most of the movies on the list, it might be one of three that just stuck with me the longest. It, it did really, really stick with me for a while. Um, there's not a likable character. No. In the entire movie. Every decision that Adam Sandler's character makes, terrible you're like, decision. You're like, don't, no, do the opposite of that. But isn't it crazy? Spoiler alert for Uncut Gems. Isn't it crazy that even after all the terrible decisions he makes, that ending of seeing everything go right for him in that moment mm-hmm. is like, it's like a release. Oh, you're but, rooting for him, definitely. But then you like start thinking, like, is this. Like, this movie can't end happily after everything, but you, like, really want it to. Right. 
It's and like so, watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. You're like, oh, God, I know that these characters are all going to die, but maybe they won't. Um, yeah, what's your number well, eight? Well, speaking of a really upsetting, depressing movie with a lack of likable characters, my okay. number eight was Joker. Okay. <laughs> um, I know we already did a whole podcast on it. We, mm-hmm. we, we talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm not going to watch that movie ever again. <laughs> Um, it made me really sad. Yeah. It was very stressful. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what you look for in a movie, right? Yeah. Is to make you feel extreme one way yeah. or the other. Um, Joaquin Phoenix was phenomenal in it. Um, and like you said with Uncut Gems, um, it, it stayed with me for mm-hmm. quite, a, quite a while. That's your number eight, right? That's my number eight. My number seven is Joker. <laughs> so I... It was, that was one where like when I first saw it, I thought, I don't know if I liked it. But then as I sat, I was like, no, I liked it. But, and it just kind of kept building and building until mm-hmm. I was like, that movie was incredible. Yeah. And I did purchase it on Blu-ray so that Kristen could watch it and, and I'm planning to watch it again. Did she not see it in She hasn't seen it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like dying to know what she's going to think because it really is just like an upsetting movie like you think she's gonna like it genuinely i don't think she's gonna (laughs) like it like i think it'll be one of those things where she's like i can appreciate what they were doing but i just didn't want to see it right right. um and it was i mean great everything about it great costumes great music i loved the cinematography the acting was insane i will say there was at least one likable character because i liked zazie beats but she technically wasn't real the whole movie, so I guess that's... <laughs> right. You liked her for the elevator ride that she actually existed that's right. for. I liked it with the shooting herself, so yeah. For number seven? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm staying kind of dark. Okay. Stick with me. This It'll... year had a lot of dark movies. The, the top six are happier, Lighter. I promise. <laughs> Mine actually are too. Um, number seven was Us. Oh, Okay. First of all, Jordan Peele is the greatest horror mind of our generation. <laughs> I don't know if I said that on a podcast, but a girl sitting in front of me at a movie said that before Us came out. Yeah, it was after the it Us was trailer. Ap- yes, the Us trailer came out. So Jordan Peele, who had made exactly one movie so far, leaned, this girl leaned over to her, the guy she was with and said, God, Jordan Peele's just like the greatest horror mind of our generation. And I was like... Let's let's see the second movie first and make sure. That being said, he's on his way. Hey, again, taking nothing away from the guy. He's yeah. very clearly a very talented guy. Yeah. He's made two movies. He's made two <laughs> movies exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. What was everyone saying about M. Night Shyamalan after uh Oh god, Unbreakable? Let's, not, let's not huh? talk about that. Huh? Signs was g- good. There is an entertainment yeah, and weekly. Then we got the village. There is an entertainment weekly on signs uh-huh. and it has a picture of m night Shyamalan on it and it says real big the next spielberg yep yep how'd that work out poor guy honestly he's, he's kind of having a little bit of a renaissance nah, i still haven't seen glass and i've tried to start it a few times oh no <laughs> oh no Shyamalan. um but us i thought was really really smart mm-hmm. um really smart may not be the right word very clever yeah the way it was put together um, how everything is kind of an allegory for society. Yeah. Um, agree or disagree with the, the message that it takes. Great way of expressing very, it. Very, very, very creative. 
Um, and Lupita Nyong'o was on an absolute other level. Blown away she wasn't nominated for anything, yeah, but yeah. a lot. it was stiff competition this year, but I'm blown away she wasn't nominated. Um, my number six, which is, first off, I didn't even realize it was made in 2019, but um, this is kind of one of my off-the-wall ones, is Booksmart, because I went into it with kind of like no expectations mm-hmm. and the two girls in it were hilarious mm-hmm. and I felt I felt like the movie had like so much of a voice to it that mm-hmm. I was surprised by given it was Olivia Wilde's first movie right and even though like it was kind of just um one of those fun like party comedies in a way or something I, I don't know that kind of makes it seem like those aren't good movies for some <laughs> reason but I just wasn't expecting it to be as good as I found it. Right. And so I just thought it was a really interesting and hilarious movie. And once it ended, I was like, I kind of see nothing wrong with that movie. I mean, especially the end, too, with uh, them getting to graduation, her just, like, doing friggin' donuts in right, the yard right. with the car. I, all yeah. of it was great. That movie was in 2019, wasn't it? It was. That's it, funny. It must my have been, like, six, January or something. My number six is Booksmart. No, it's not. <laughs> blown away <laughs> i thought it was the funniest movie that came out all year yes um granted in a year where there weren't a whole lot of you know so great comedies darkness. Um, but it was the funniest movie that came out all year um the two leads were great i kept i kept thinking oh it's like super bad but for girls yeah but it's n- not no, for it's girls not. <laughs> it's right just... exactly and it was different enough from super bad um, like it, it had that same idea of them like just going from place to place uh-huh. over the night. I guess just completely different uh, end points. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Billy Lord was great mm-hmm. in it. Every mm-hmm. time she was on screen, I was having fun. Yeah, the scene in the car where the teachers, their Uber driver. Oh my god! And they started playing porn over yes. the uh, speakers. Oh my god! Is one of the funniest things. Probably one of the funniest scenes I've seen in a movie since uh, Bridesmaids when the when the uh, was it Kristen Wiig pooped in the street? <laughs> yes. I think it may have been Maya Rudolph. Because Whatever. she's in the wedding yeah. dress, like the bride's <laughs> gown. Yeah. That I'm movie. It. I'm doing it. Okay, sorry. That movie was so good. Booksmart, I'm talking about. Yeah. Booksmart and I was just blown was away by it. Um, Number five. Really. I feel like. We'll see. We'll see. But I feel like it's going to be the same movie. Number five, man. I pushed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood out of the top so ten to put Jay and Silent Bob okay. reboot okay. as my number five, okay. <laughs> and I do not care what anyone says. I love Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I watched pretty much, I, I watched pretty much all the Kevin Smith's View Askew Universe movies mm-hmm. this year for the first time. Mm-hmm. In the lead up to reboot, mm-hmm. and that was probably one of the most fun movie experiences I've had. It's probably the experience that did it that we were at a road show and everyone was going nuts. Mm-hmm. But I thought that movie was just first off hilarious, but also just such a great callback to everything he's made before, right? And so I just loved seeing, I, I just love that Kevin Smith loves making movies so much, and so it just feels like he's just talking to us and saying. I love all this stuff just as much as you do. Right. And in the lead up to it, you're seeing, you know, who's going to cameo and who's going to be in it. And they're tweeting out, oh, we're having so much fun down here. And you can tell that everyone involved was having a blast. Yeah. Um, it, it just it reminded me a lot, obviously, of Jane's <laughs> Bob Strike Back. Yeah. And um, 
kind of the spirit behind it, which I guess is what a reboot is for. Yeah, well, and it uh, felt but like... But it was just funny that same writer, same director, same same everything. He was just like, well, we're going to reboot it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just... I it As makes, a commentary on reboots. It makes me think about, like, if I had the opportunity to make a movie with a bunch of my friends, like, that's how it would feel to do it. Right. So, I, I just... I just love Kevin Smith. Right. It's just that his friends are Ben Affleck and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. That was number five? That was number five. My number five was Avengers Endgame. Okay. Um, again, we've you know had a whole podcast on it. We mm-hmm. talked a lot about Very it. Very long podcast. Um, every single one of the feels. I laughed. I cried. I was scared. I you know, was Aroused. excited. I was, well... That was the one constant throughout the movie, was, was the level of Every arousal. time Thor was on screen. <laughs> um, fat Thor. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like it just ended the whole saga, if, if that's what you want to call it, yeah. um, really, really perfectly. My number four is Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot. Like, I feel like the first half of this year feels like it was 20 years ago. I had a hard time placing it because it's almost like in a different category yeah. than all the other movies. I also, fe- yeah, I it's not almost- even cinema. <laughs> Get out of here, man! I almost, uh, I almost feel like I'm putting just the whole of the Marvel verse in my number four spot. When you pick Endgame, it's 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 the ending of everything that they had before. And no, like I wouldn't we said, say that because Captain Marvel was like fourth from the bottom on my <laughs> list. Oh God! But I just I loved Endgame. We had a whole conversation about it. Right. I don't really have to add too much to it. And when I saw that it was part of 2019, I was like, oh shit! Um, it's got to go high just because of how it made me feel. Mm, exactly. Not cinema. My number four. It's more like an amusement park than anything. The thing is. I heard Scorsese kind of talk about it, and I kind of get what he's saying. Yeah, just, he's just not saying it right. Right, like, exactly. I just think that it kind of comes across or, more pretentious than it is. Or he is saying it right, and the three people who got upset about it on Twitter are just idiots. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, you can go ahead. Um, my number four was Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, okay. Um, you were telling me yesterday about how I should see it. You still have not seen it. No, not since, since yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> Um, it was really, really well-rounded. Um, I feel like it did everything well. I was talking about it with um, my brother-in-law, the brother of my be- sweet, beautiful, uh, caring, loving wife, Your Carrie. SOB. My SOB. Significant, Significant brother. brother. <laughs> I, for some reason, I forgot what you had it stand for. And I was like, sister of brother. <laughs> and we were talking about how you know this was before um, the Oscars. We, we expected it to win. Um, best picture just hmm. seen is the script the directing the acting the cinematography the editing the you know visual effects and it did everything very well i don't know that it did any of it the best any mm-hmm. one specific facet the best but no movie of the year put everything together as well um as as this one did except for the three movies ahead of ford versus ferrari on your list i'm guessing I'm talking about a well-made movie. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm talking I'm about my personal taste. <laughs> Are it's we okay. on number three? Number three. Number three for me is Us. And, I mean, I, I'm a 
You could have stopped me earlier. I'm a horror lover, like, till the end. Like, I, I love... Horror. Yeah. Horror. Yes. I didn't want anyone to think that you liked the lady from Star Trek. Oh, okay. Thank you very, very Lieutenant much. Lieutenant Ahura. No, I got it. I think other people did, too. <laughs> um, Jordan Peele is the greatest horror mind of our generation. <laughs> I love the way that all of his movies have just Hashtag detail. No James Wan. detail after detail after detail you can watch the movie a thousand times Mm -hmm. and you still keep picking things Mm -hmm. up and just the amount of 11 11s that i had to go back and find for really no reason i don't have to find them but there's it's just so cool that there's just easter eggs and everything right um us is actually my favorite easter movie really yeah oh man all the easter it has most yeah that's what it is it also like you were saying the the like social commentary of it just like the genius subtlety of it even though it's kind of overt at the same time it's like uh, subtle, it's subtle not subtle for most of the movie right. the, the climax starts happening and you're like oh it's like but once you find out i loved at the end when like so many people were saying like wait so the whole time spoiler alerts for us the whole time like lupita nyong'o's character was the bad one and it's like that's the whole point of the movie is, is that she's not a bad one. Right. And neither was the other one. Right. It's all circumstance and right. point of view. You can go ahead. My number three uh, was Parasite. Mm. Uh, this is the one on my list that Carrie was very upset uh, by. Really? Uh, she did not like Parasite. Really? <laughs> Look, You're going to have to have a talk with Carrie. <laughs> Look, two and a half hours is a long movie to have to read the whole thing. Matt can't even read. That's the craziest part. <laughs> yeah. I the only thing I can read is lips. Okay, so, so you I really... was able to read their lips. Exactly. And they were he had Google Translate open the whole time. So this is one that was all over the place, in a good way. Mm-hmm. It went from kind of an underdog story to a. I don't, like I don't want to. Say, I don't want to say spy thriller, yeah, yeah. but he had to kind of be undercover. It's like a crime kind of thing, right? Which once he got into the situation, it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And then you go down into the basement, and it's a completely different movie. Now it's a horror movie, right? Or a thriller, whatever. It was you all say. over the place, and in such such a refreshing way. It's it's something that you don't see all the time, mm-hmm. and really haven't seen before yeah um while at the same time being able to be a commentary about the haves and the have-nots yeah. and, and the upstairs downstairs exactly and let me let you know i will be talking about it more later okay <laughs> i <laughs> well, promise then we'll go to your number two knives out okay number two knives out i walked out of that movie and i said that is my favorite movie i have seen all year mm-hmm. and i had not seen my number one yet, but I think that this is one of those things where it's like movies can be so different from one another mm-hmm. that I almost feel like my one and two could just both be number one, right. but they're completely different movies. And Knives Out just killed it. Mm-hmm. I, and I like over-the-top cheesy things. Okay. And it's really not cheesy, but it's just kind of like on the nose, like right in your face. Mm-hmm. I love that the movie started and ended with the coffee cup mm-hmm. and just that the last shot just her lifting that coffee cup when it cut to black i was like that was my favorite movie mm-hmm. i've seen all year yep. that's what did it okay my number two was once upon a time in hollywood oh 
<laughs> and now he starts taking it personally. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to take personally is I thought Star Wars was going to be in your top ten, and we were nope. gonna we were gonna have a conversation. No. <laughs> um, no. Once upon a time in Hollywood, um, I. You could have Quentin Tarantino write the dictionary, and I'm going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the dialogue um, that he writes is some of my fa- absolute favorite in, yep. in movies, period. Him and Kevin Smith. Yep. That's what I, I was going to say. all the time. The acting was phenomenal. Where I thought Joe Pesci should have gotten supporting actor, this is where I thought best actor should have gone to this movie. Mm. Um the scene in the like old saloon mm-hmm. where where Leonardo yes. DiCaprio's got the little girl on his lap gave his hostage. Like, greatest performance. Oh, it phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal I'll go back and watch just that scene over yeah. and over and over. He was amazing. And honestly like so many people talk about oh Brad Pitt just played himself or something, which is really a stupid joke to be honest. But Brad Pitt was like exactly what he needed to be in that movie and was probably like one of the coolest guys I've ever right. seen. Yep. It really impressed me how immersive it was. Mm-hmm. Um, how you felt like, oh, this is what it was like to be in Hollywood in the 60s. Yep. Really, really, really impressive. And the, I don't know if you're going to talk at all about like actual plot or like the ending or anything like that. Spoiler alerts for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It was really impressive to me that the whole movie, you could feel Sharon Tate's murder coming. Uh The whole movie. Uh And I don't know why, even though it's a Tarantino movie, I expected him to keep the murder in. Right. And when Brad Pitt's character thwarted the the idiot Manson Mm -hmm. killers... That was hilarious. And And then... he couldn't remember his name. Yes. And he's like, like, nah, it was dumber than that. (laughs) Yes. That was hilarious and wild. And then, I mean, him flamethrowering one of the women. I mean, it just got as over the top as a Tarantino movie gets. And then the very last scene of him talking to Sharon Tate through the intercom was like so like beautiful and Mm -hmm. like and sad. What could have been. Yes. And and so that's where it was like he it was a great movie Mm -hmm. and, and all the acting was fantastic maybe slightly long if i'm gonna nitpick anything Mm -hmm. but tarantino can pretty much do whatever he wants at this point so i completely understand why it would be in your it's your number two right Mm -hmm. so i can understand why it would be so so high and i really thought it was gonna win more than it did yeah because hollywood loves nothing more than hollywood (laughs) so i did not know that that was gonna not really win anything right it's brad pitt it's like kanye not not winning a kanye award that's exactly what it is Okay, so number one. Number one. Do, 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 my number one is Parasite. I think that that was just the best movie I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what you touched on, it was unique and just like unlike anything I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. We had to pause it for a second at one point. It was when they were having that little scene at the, like, when the. I guess the poor family was in the rich family house. Mm-hmm. And they were bef- eating dinner around the table. Before the housekeeper shows up. Right. We pause it and I was like, it's been an hour. There's another hour and <laughs> right. 10 minutes. And I was like, where are they going to go from here? <laughs> oh, man. Holy shit. <laughs> and the fact that like it won so many awards, I was overjoyed. And it's partially because I'm such a lover of horror and right. horror never gets right. like I recognition. I tomorrow. And, and bong is gonna drink 
He's probably still drinking. Hopefully with that old lady. Yes. Oh my gosh. We talked about it yesterday, but when they all got the lights to come back on during Best Picture, and then that woman <laughs> held the Oscars hostage. It's like she it truly <laughs> felt like she was not going to stop talking yes. ever. And I want to say, God bless her, because I could have listened to her talk for another 20 minutes. I wish it would have cut to the audience more. To almost it felt them. longer than the Irishman. <laughs> I mean, Scorsese was asleep since Eminem was on stage, but it just, the way that it showed, kind of like us, so many of these movies this year were kind of about the like people on the lower edge of society that mm -hmm. people ignore because you had it with us you had it with joker you had it with parasite mm -hmm. and it was just really interesting and impressive to see it done in a dark comedy and a crime movie and a thriller horror movie all in one and the end of that movie just it hitting that like freaking crescendo just right. all hell breaking loose and then my favorite spoilers for Parasite was that the ending when it was kind of showing, oh, I'm going to get rich and I'm going to buy the house right. and you're going to be able to walk out of that basement and be with your family. You sit there and you think, this is so unrealistic. Like, what? A, mm -hmm. this is how it's going to end? Right. Like, he would never be able to do that. It makes mm -hmm. no sense. And then it cuts and you see none of that happened. And it almost makes it set in more how unattainable that goal right. is going to be. Right. And that's another movie, just like Knives Out, that started and ended with the exact same mm -hmm. shot of showing him in the semi-basement sitting there. Just completely different feelings. Mm -hmm. And it just, it it won the hearts of America, and it won my number one spot <laughs> of best of 2019. So, going off of that list mm -hmm. um, of really focusing on uh, the members of society that, you know, society kind of casts aside and, right. and, and shuns. Um, you had Parasite. You had Joker. You had us. Mm -hmm. um, you also had Knives Out, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Which is true. my number one yes. and probably my favorite movie that I've seen in the last five years. Yes. I, it was so much fun. I, I mean, obviously it had to have been great for us because our ones and twos are pretty close to each other right right your parasite was parasite like was three yeah right? i was just so happy everyone was just hamming it up going mm -hmm. over the top mm -hmm. um daniel craig and that elmer fudd slash new orleans whatever he was doing who cares it, <laughs> it was, was phenomenal yes um chris evans playing yes. against type yes um doing a great job i'm struggling to think of and Anna de Armas being that the character that you can follow the whole time that you almost feel the closest to because mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on. Right. And the way that you're, if you're going for more people, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, she and was the other one that was really, really great. Michael Shannon with his, like, his cane that mm -hmm. he And, I mean, every single person was great. Mm -hmm. And they had, like, this ensemble of insanely good actors. Right. And none of them were wasted. Um, and one thing that I do 
when I watch movies, and I wish that I could turn it off sometimes, is I'm constantly trying to figure out, how's this going to end? How's this going to end? How's this going to end? And I'll lean over to Carrie, my sweet, beautiful, loving wife. That hates my number one movie. <laughs> um, I'll lean over to her and go, oh, there's totally going to be a dream the whole time. Or whatever I'll say. Right. And I'm right. And she's like, look, you're not allowed to tell me what you think anymore because right. you're ruining movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this one, I... You just couldn't do it. I didn't figure it out. Because it was genius. They they showed you what killed him. Right. Like, right away. Well, that was... Yeah, that's what I thought was the genius part of it. It was... It started out of, hey, this is going to be a mystery. And a half right. an hour in, they're like, nope, this is what happened. And so then you're left thinking, okay, like, what what's happening then? Like, <laughs> right. Because it, it it was just... And then the, the idea that I started getting nervous for her because she had the blood on her shoe. Mm-hmm. And that, that ending where he's just like... Oh, I saw the blood on your shoe from the second I met you. Yep. Like, I knew what was going And it just solidified that he... Because it kind of felt like he might be kind of a little bit of not a smart detective in a way. Mm-hmm. But as the movie went on, you got to see things like right. that. And then in what you were talking about with whispering to the person next to you, I know what you mean. Because I don't actually say what I think is going <laughs> to happen, but I'm constantly trying to work it out. And at the end, when... Uh, Chris Evans grabbed the knife to stab Anna de Armas. Kristen leaned over to me (laughs) and was like, it's a prop knife. I did the same thing because they had set it up with the, he doesn't know the difference between a prop knife and the the real thing. And it just sliding. Someone in the theater cheered when when it was a fake knife. (laughs) What a great movie. If I hadn't, this is where the recency bias comes mm-hmm. in. I saw Parasite more recently than mm-hmm. Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Who knows? If I saw Knives Out today, it would be my number one. <laughs> That's why they work as one and two, because right, right. who, who even cares? Yeah. I To me, it was Knives Out, and nothing else was close. Yeah. And then my two, three, four, five... Could switch uh, around. You could give it to me in any of them. Yeah. Order. Yep. God. It was such a good year, and I, I didn't even see all the movies. And so that's when... Um, which Knives Out was pretty much barely nominated for anything at the Oscars. Too. Right. It had like screenplay maybe, mm-hmm. and that blew my mind. But I mean, it's really the Oscars don't really matter anyway. Right. But I felt like other than little things like that and Lupita Nyong'o not being nominated for Best Actress, everything else like pretty much was a great showing of of good things winning at right. the Oscars. And it's because 2019 had so much great stuff that it didn't matter. All right. Well, hey, that was our lists. Uh, you know, comment, like, subscribe. I'm just kidding. Those are <laughs> like, our lists. Like, share, follow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did that come out in 2019? <laughs> no. Okay, that would have changed everything. <laughs> I also am really mad because I wanted to say my number one was Star Wars. Ri- <laughs> just to mess with you. We never talked about Star Wars because we were going to do a podcast, but we never did. Because I Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker hurt my feelings. <laughs> He took it personally, as usual. That's Matt. He's always so sensitive about his Star Wars. Yep. Oh, my God. He just pulled out a voodoo doll of J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Okay, but anyway. Mm-hmm. That was our top. Now to- I just put a rock in his shoe. <laughs> Hope you like that, Jage. Oh, God. Well, all right. Those were our top ten lists of 2019 with some honorable mentions. Hopefully, you know. You guys agree. Hopefully you guys disagree. I really could care less, but I am Cody. Matt. 
That is Matt. We have the SOB himself over here, Dylan. He did not say one word. He was flicking us off the whole time. So that's it. You guys have a good one. Bye. We're keeping the nails in. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.